31 of the Avs Four. We are going to be looking at the first week of preseason. We are just coming back from, uh, not coming back from the game, but just from our my couch watching the boring 3 nothing loss against the Maple Leafs in this preseason game. So we're just trying to wake up here. But we're going to talk about the standouts at camp so far, uh, what you can look forward to with the next week of preseason. Of, of course, there's a lot of cuts still to come. We've got a bunch of questions from Twitter that we're going to answer also. Rocket Camp just started, and Joël Bouchon is not messing around. As always, follow us up on Twitter, at the Habs Forum. So, uh, Dustin, you awake from from the game? I know you. I think you. I saw you fall asleep a bit on the couch there at the end. <laughs> I think we were both falling asleep. <laughs> Man, what a brutal game! Uh, I knew it. I knew it because I. I was. Yeah. I was listening to uh, to Angers while while I was doing the dishes before the game started, and they were talking about how like fans were saying we're gonna win like. 12 nothing. The the roster for the Leafs is terrible. No, that's never how it happens in preseason. These no. guys are fighting for their lives. Exactly. Every every single player on that team, on Toronto's team, had something to prove here. Exactly. So, I mean, they were all giving 110%. I mean, that yeah, it's true there's not not a whole lot of players that I knew on the team. They they did have, you know, a solid goaltender, Michael Hutchinson. Yeah, who, he played I mean, he really did, well. He did have a, a solid game. It's not like the Canadians had crazy Chances. I mean, it, there were th- oh, plus thirty plus shots, but I mean, there weren't like crazy amazing chances. But still, solid game by Hutchinson for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, very few players on the Canadians were really had something to prove. No, and, of course. I mean, the ones that did didn't really prove much tonight. But even with sure. nothing to prove, you'd like to see them put it like it's basically Drouin, uh Domi, and uh, Tatar were playing together. And it's like it's as if they played against a fourth line the whole game. Yeah. Like if you if you're playing a game and you know that that line's playing against a fourth line the whole, they I don't even remember them create. There was like a few flashes here or there where they maybe like controlled the puck a little bit. Domi had a nice deke at one point, got a few shots on goal, but fuck, nothing. Not much. Well, I thought Domi had a pretty good game. I mean, he he was flying around there uh, on the power play. He got off some good shots. He was making making some good reads. The uh, Rouen did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Tatar maybe once or twice. He you know he was sort of sort of in front of the net. He, yeah. he had a couple of chances, but uh, I mean Domi yeah. and Tatar, I'm not too, not too worried about honestly. But Drouin, it's like I'm like obviously he's gonna make the team. Like there's, there's no question whether or not he's yeah. gonna make the team. But like show something. There's been so much dialogue about how like he was working on some stuff and wants to get better. And like oh man, it was. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily expect a guy with, with the level of effort he has sometimes to perform that well in preseason, but damn. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that, that was sort of what some people were saying on Twitter today was that this would have been the perfect game for Dwayne to you know to score a couple of goals, yeah. to to build some confidence, some momentum going into the season. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't see any any of that. Now, in, in Dwayne's defense, I will say because now. When he first got to Montreal, he got just put on first line center position. He hadn't played in a long time. Clearly, clearly struggled. Last year goes to the wing, left wing, does okay. Barely ever plays. On, not all of a sudden he's playing on the right wing. Maybe it's time that we just put him on the left wing and let him stay there and just figure his stuff out. Maybe it's time to stop moving him around. I mean, it's just preseason, so we should find try some stuff out. But he did absolutely nothing today. 
Absolutely nothing. So I'd rather see him back on the level. Anyways, Tatar is going to end up with De Deno and Galli. That's like almost guaranteed. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I need to see something from Drouin. It's pathetic. Yeah, I mean, there's two preseason games left. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think right now at this point, I'd like to see, um, you know, for the last two games, Domi, Drouin, and uh, Suzuki playing together. Yeah, I'd love to see that. See what Suzuki can do. I mean, he's had some really good games here in the preseason, so I think that could be a pretty decent line. And then that'll put, uh, then that should give uh, Kutkiniemi on the third line some some decent line line mates as well. So that'd be good, you know, three three lines that can definitely put it in the net. But uh, definitely, we're gonna have to see more from Drouin. I mean, Kutkiniemi from today's game though, like in the first intermission for, uh, or it was it the second intermission. The great, so knowledgeable Benoit Brunet on RDS, uh, he just, just shitting on Kutkiniemi, you know? First of all, making fun of him gaining 15 pounds as if it wasn't 15 pounds of muscle. But, like, he had a good game, I thought. I mean, he wasn't perfect. I mean, he can all obviously improve his, his play in a defensive zone and, and like, and some, like, transition stuff and all that. But he, there was at least two penalties that were thanks to him. And then he was fighting for the puck in the corners. I mean, he got rocked in the first period. I forget who, by some one of the random guys playing for the Leafs today. But I, th I thought he looked good. As far as like who the team in general looked like crap today, but Kutkiniemi was one of my one of my bright spots. Obviously, I want to see him win more faceoffs, but you know. Yeah, he didn't play too bad. I mean, uh, he didn't have the best line mates either. I mean, he was playing with Hudon and Armia. And Armia. I mean, Armia is who he's going to be playing with. I'm mean, clearly, Kojian just loves playing them together. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they obviously didn't have the most the most skilled um, wingers with him. Hopefully, in the uh, you know in the in the actual season, he'll have some decent line mates to play with. I mean, Armia, I, I didn't think he played that bad tonight, but yeah, no, they, they just couldn't the get thing. much going. I got nothing against Armia, but I'm starting to be sick of seeing Armia and Kutkiniemi together. If it's gonna be Armia and Kutkiniemi, then the the guy on the left needs to be like, like maybe a Drouin. Like let, let's try Drouin and Kutkiniemi together. But I feel like he's too scared of of the defensive liabilities there. But sometimes it's just like have a line. That their one purpose is offense, you know. And plus, you put Armia there to help them out on the right. It's perfect. And maybe you, you give him the the, the offensive faceoffs, you know, and then you you shelter the line a little bit. But you know, let them be offensive. Yeah, I mean that could uh, that could definitely be a good option. You know, maybe moving Drouin down to the to the third line with Kutkiniemi. I mean, uh, they played very little together last season, but yeah. uh, but when they did, I mean, they looked pretty decent together. Yeah, there were some flashes when they played together, and it's just I think the one thing I know is Sukat Kinyemi, he like now that he's blocked up a little bit, like he took a slap shot today, he missed the net, but he seems to have a lot more strength behind his shot this year, and yeah. and then Drouin's a great playmaker, so I'd love I'd love to see Drouin, you know, passing the puck to to Kinyemi. and like they're they're both players that we'd love to see. Not only would we love to see more offense from them, but we need to see more offense from them this year if the team is going to take that step and make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, you got to have th at least the, those top three lines that can score some goals. Didn't really get too many goals last season from the third line. You know, with with Armia and Lekin and playing the bulk of the third uh, bulk of the season with Kutkiniemi. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it's going to boil down to whether or not Suzuki makes the team. So I mean, that's gonna you know that, that'll definitely 
open up a lot more possibilities for the top three lines. If Suzuki maybe maybe plays with Dwayne Domi on the second line, then you know maybe a guy like um, you know maybe on the third line you might have Byron Lekkinen playing with Kutchkiniemi. So maybe even Suzuki, maybe Dwayne with Kutchkiniemi. So I mean it definitely offers him a lot more a lot more possibilities as wingers. And uh, and I think it you know if he can get some wingers that can score some goals he could definitely put up a good season. I mean I I was very hopeful uh, hopeful on Kutkiemi going in. I'm mean, still I'm not I'm not giving up that hope either. But it's just at some point uh, I I just need the wingers to get, to change. But but like moving on from t- today's game and just looking at the first week of camp in general. I mean you just mentioned him Suzuki has been probably the brightest spot so far at camp. He's yeah he, when he when he's played he's been absolutely fantastic. He looked great on the power play. Which is obviously something that Canadians needed an immense amount of help oh, yeah, on. Big time. Like t- today, Armia was uh, playing the that that spot in the middle, the way they play the power play, and I get the feeling that one of the reasons why Armia was put in that position a lot is just because he's a he's a right-handed shot, and I I, I just like you put Suzuki there instead of Armia, and it just. Like right away, it's a, it's a huge difference. It's a huge like right today. Suzuki's a much better scorer than than, than Armia ever, ever will be, right? So you got that <laughs> right-handed shot in Suzuki, and it's like, I mean, I mean, I really hope he he, he makes the team. I don't think he's he's made it yet. I th- I think he's well. He, we're probably gonna see a pretty stacked Leafs lineup uh, on yeah, uh, on yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, the assuming Suzuki plays, I think that's a. Big, big, big game for him. I'm, I'm really curious to see how he plays. He's going to be playing against a real NHL team, uh, one of the main rivals for the Canadians, uh, a team that pretty much shoo-in for the playoffs. So if, if Suzuki can look like he's in, he, he like belongs in that game, I think that's when he makes the team. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think he's pretty much made the team, in my opinion. I'm a little surprising to myself. I didn't think he was going to make the team, but like as you mentioned, he has been maybe the biggest surprise of camp yeah. the biggest pleasant surprise um, he's looked really good so far in the games that he's played um, especially with the injury to paling I think that definitely opens up a spot um, and yeah I, I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't I mean, put unless any he has a bad though, game no unless unless he plays it's just with Claude Julien too he's like he's not one to necessarily want to rush a young player I mean we, we did see Kanyemi start the year in, uh, in, in Montreal last year uh, but with Suzuki, I, I still think this game coming up is, is a big game for him. Like he he, he he needs to he needs to have a solid performance, and, and then I, I'm confident he'll be there. But he makes when you look at the lines, we were drawing up the lines before. I mean, you got an obvious Tatar, Dino, and Galley. That's pretty much set in stone. Adding Suzuki in there, it makes such a big difference because like on the on the left you have Drouin and Domi, and then you put in Suzuki on the right instead of having a guy like Lekkonen or Armia. And it's just, or even Byron, like I love him, but obviously he's better suited on the third line. Lekkonen clearly is, he can't, he just can't finish. He, he's got a great, complete game. He's good defensively, but adding an extra su- score as Suzuki could be an absolute game changer for the Canadians this year. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think uh, him, Domi, and Drouin, that's that. There's a lot of scoring potential there on that second line. And I mean, like like you said, that'll move guys like Byron and Lekkinen down to the third line with Kokaniemi. I think Lekkinen, if he's playing with like Armia, I think you know, kind of. I mean, I like Armia, but he sort of hurt hurt the third line last year. I mean, he's definitely not not much of a scorer. Mm. I think he'll be a lot better in a fourth line role. Yeah. And Lekkinen, Byron, and Kokaniemi, I think they could have a pretty decent season too. 
But but then like it's it's even it, it, it's a lot of depth because you bring in Suzuki because then even the fourth line, you got Wheel Thompson. Thompson is a shoo-in on the fourth line center at this point, especially with, with uh, Paling getting in, injured. Thompson is. As far as veterans go, he's been the best-looking veteran in, in preseason. He's he's still working hard. He's not taking a spot for granted. Probably the best face-off guy on the team. Well, Daniel's gotten a lot better, so Daniel's out yeah. there with him too. But you love having a great face-off guy on the fourth-line center. And he's just... I feel like if, if Claude Julien could make a fourth-line center in a lab, <laughs> he would look a lot like Nate Thompson. Yeah, well, I mean, he's exactly what you want in a fourth-line yeah. uh, fourth center, a guy that can win those key face-offs. A veteran president and a guy that can play on the can, PK, you know, be great killing penalties. Yeah. I and mean, we saw it last or tonight. tonight yeah, he took on uh, three or four Maple Leafs all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That that was a that was a great moment. But during the five on three, where he, he killed a good twenty seconds like, all by himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect sum up of of exactly what Thompson does for you and what he brings to this team. And uh, you know what he and I mean, he showed what he could do last season for the Canadians. He was one of, uh, you know, really important down the stretch for the Habs. And uh, he's, yeah, he's definitely locked up a spot. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, even on the fourth line, they're going to have a pretty decent fourth line. Well, I mean, like, at this point right now, if Suzuki's on the team, one of Armia, Lekkonen, Wheel, or Cousins is on the bench, assuming Thompson's the fourth line center. And yeah. By on the bench, I mean in the press box. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, one, you'll one probably see a bit of a rotation, right? Yeah. With guys, uh, you know, guys like Wheel, Cousins, you know, Thompson, maybe not necessarily playing, uh, playing all the teams. But I don't see, ta- I don't, I don't see taking out Thompson though if he's the, 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 the center of that line though, right? It, it doesn't really make that much sense because he's, you want a guy that can win the faceoffs. Like, why take him out? I know Wheel and Cousins in the past have, have played some center. But I don't think that they'll bring the same the same elements that. Way. But what what sucks though is that is that Paling is not in this conversation right now. He was having such a good camp. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. He's, I mean, it looked definitely. I mean, the way that he was playing, it definitely looked like he was going to take um, you know to take that spot in the fourth line, take Thompson's spot basically. I'm not sure if he would have taken Thompson's spot just because I think Claude Julien wants that guy like yeah. that. But he would have made he would made things very complicated the way he was playing. But now. With that, like to go back to that injury, like if if it's the hit that we think it was, what I want to talk about is why did he play the whole game? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's even when after you see after he after he took that hit. I mean, he sort of looked a little, you know, a little out of yeah. it. So it it is. We. I mean, especially when we're talking about a preseason game. Exactly. Just take him out and like. Uh, I mean, some people were saying, well, they they're supposed to have spotters. The spotters should have done something. I don't care about the spotters. I want the trainers for the Montreal Canadiens to step in there, and why take the risk? And it's it's not up to Ryan Paling. Ryan Paling, he's trying to make his dreams come true. He's trying to make the Canadians. He's not. He's gonna. He's gonna say he's fine, obviously, but it, it just sucks because you hope he didn't. Uh, he he didn't uh, aggravate it, but you just hate to see sidelined indefinitely with concussion because yeah for sure that's it could be six months before you see him it could be a week like yeah. who knows it's, yeah it's well i mean that's that's the thing with concussions i mean you never know how long it's going to be yeah. i mean he could be like you said he could be back next week he could be like remember when Sidney crosby had a had his concussion quite a few yeah. years ago i mean he was out for for, for yeah and, and, it, and it looked it looked like nothing at the time it was that yeah. that uh winter classic yeah the winter right? classic yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you, you you really never know, and and these days, I mean, you don't want to mess around with it, especially with a young guy. But it's just it's just too bad because you don't want it to you don't want it to see it slow down his progression. But if he was 
ready to go. The, the crazy thing is, I don't know where to play him. I mean, yeah, it would have been tough because I mean, I don't think you can. I mean, if Thompson is going to be your fourth line center, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be playing Paling on the wing or anything. That's like the that. thing, right? So maybe he would have uh, started the year in Laval. I definitely think at this point. Well, I guess it sort of depends on how long it takes him to come back, but you got to figure he's probably going to start the start the year in Laval. I think so too, and that that's why I don't think necessarily because you mentioned before. Like that, this the paling injury maybe opens the door for Suzuki. I don't. I don't think that their progression is necessarily connected in that sense because they they both offer such different things. Like at this point, I don't think Suzuki's gonna. I mean, I know he said that his natural position is his center and he, he likes playing center, but yeah, he he makes a lot more sense on the wing to me. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I definitely agree with that. Especially if he's gonna be playing with the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he went down to Laval. Maybe they'd give him a shot at center. Sure, sure, yeah, whatever. Like they, they, whatever, whatever they need in Laval. Like who cares? But the, the way Suzuki's played, I, I believe that if he, if he plays in in the AHL, he's gonna be absolutely dominant. I mean, part of me is a little bummed out that Suzuki's gonna make the team <laughs> because we got a lot of tickets for the first few months of the of the yeah. Laval Rocket season, and I was actually excited to see Suzuki live. And I'm too cheap to buy like Habs regular season tickets these, these days because it, it's such a gamble. Like, like imagine I can't imagine having spent two hundred dollars for today's game. Oh my god, we were watching at your place for free, and I felt ripped off. Right? right? <laughs> like, I was, I was, it was crazy. If if we weren't recording the podcast immediately after the game, there's no chance I would have finished that game. Like, I, w- I would probably left it on the laptop. In the background, yeah. started playing like NHL twenty or something, but like that was, it, and it was so clear from from the opening faceoffs. Like, okay, one team's here to play, and one's not. It was, it was, it was not. It was so clear. Yeah, yeah, you could tell early on that the Canadians definitely didn't have their heart in it, unfortunately. But um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's a preseason game. Who yeah, cares? it's a preseason game. I mean, they still got two games left. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, at this point, you got to figure probably. I mean. Like you mentioned earlier, Rocket Camp started today, so they're probably going to make some cuts maybe today. Oh, you well, think maybe so? Maybe tonight or you tomorrow. Think so. but before the next game, before Wednesday's game, there's going to be a... Yeah, and then the last two games, you know, they'll probably go with essentially the team that they're planning on playing the seat or at least starting the season with. Um, so... But, but what I think is making the biggest difference with Paling's injury here and who has had a very, very solid camp is Jake Evans. Yeah, Jake Evans. He's someone that can actually make the team now because of Paling's injury. He's yeah, he's definitely a surprise. I don't think he's gonna make the team, um, because I mean there are still guys like Wheel yeah. Cousins that that I think are ahead of them at least at this point, and I wouldn't want to have Jake Evans you know sitting in the press box like half the time. Yeah. I mean I think for him, he's not necessarily like he's kind of like a third line guy. He's not like just a defensive guy. He's a guy that can put up some points. I think for him the best thing is going to be to but talk. He's been killing it on the PK. He has. He has. Uh, I mean, I think I mean, that... He's looking like he might turn into a, 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 a Thompson next year when Thompson, I mean, I'm assuming he'll be gone at that point, right? I mean, I think he would slot right in playing on the fourth line center, playing some PK minutes and all that. He, he's, he's looking really good this preseason. Yeah, no, he's definitely surprised me. I mean, uh, I mean, he did have a good good year in Laval, but I wasn't like he definitely has made a huge leap. Yeah, like he was good in Laval last season, but the the Evans that we've seen in the last couple of preseason games has been great. Like I I thought he me well was one of the best halves tonight. Not that saying too much because no, most sure. of them played pretty bad, but he definitely had a pretty solid game. Uh, caught you know like you said was good on the PK, caused a lot of turnovers, caused a lot of havoc, had some good chances. 
but um, yeah, he's uh, he's. I think he'll he'll be in the top six next year in Laval, and you know he'll definitely be one of the first guys to get a call up. I think. I think at this point, I mean, of course, if Paling is back healthy, he gets a he probably gets a call up first. But I mean, Evans just seems like the type of guy that maybe I don't know if he'll ever be like an NHL regular, but he'll forever be a guy that is always ready to be slotted in wherever. And he clearly plays with a lot of heart. And just see him seeing a young player perform so well on the PK is is really a great thing to see, and that's something I guarantee you, Claude Julien is definitely noticing. That that that's why I could almost see him make the. Let's say hypothetically, Byron is still hurt at the start of the season. You know, I could, I could see Evan slot in there at, at the beginning. I mean, the the other guy in the equation here is Pekka, who neither of us is a big fan of, but he's had some flashes in the preseason. But I don't see much coming from that. Like, if, if there's an injury or what have you, I'd rather Evans get those minutes and Pekka. And, like, Pekka's, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, it's Pe- Pekka, I mean, his, his upside is definitely limited. I mean, last season was sort of the same thing. He had a pretty good preseason and mm-hmm. that. He looked pretty good in the training camp. But I think he's kind of the guy, the, t- the type of guy that when he starts playing with the real NHL players... Yeah, exactly. You, you kind of see that he's not... He's basically a fringe NHL player. To be fair, Jake Evans might be exactly the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he, he could definitely be. I, I don't think J- might or Matthew Peck is not really much of a defensive guy. No, <laughs> I no, think yeah. uh, I think um, uh, Jake Evans definitely has a has a step up on him there. But um, yeah, I think at least for this season, at least to start the season, guys like Wheel, Cousins, Thompson are going to take that uh, take that role. And assuming Byron is good to go for the season, yeah, I mean, he's supposed. I, I think he he. They were saying today uh, during the game that the they said that it was one of those situations that if this was an important game in any yeah. any way, Byron could play. But I mean, obviously it's preseason, like we just talked about with the paling concussion situation. You're not going to take any risks. Might as well send him, especially against the Leafs team we saw uh, today. And and really the only other player on offense that's worth mentioning, who's making a case for himself, definitely won't make the team, I don't think, but still pleasant surprises, Belzil. Yeah, yeah. Belzil, uh, I mean, for sure, definitely having a, having a great season. I mean, even last year, he had an AHL contract with the Rocket. He was sort of an afterthought, basically a career ECHL player, not even AHL player. Ended up being the best player on the Rocket last year, or at least their top scorer. It's a big reason why they had, well, I mean, they didn't really have a whole lot of success last year, but I mean, what little success they had, he was a big part of that. And he earned himself this year an NHL contract, or a two-way contract at least. And he is definitely impressed. He's turned a lot of heads. I mean, some people think maybe he has a shot at being like the 14th forward. Well, that's the thing with Bezik, because we said we talked about Evans, we talked about Paling. We don't want them in the press box. Exactly, Brazil. Right? Exactly. Twenty years old. He's definitely yeah, is. Yeah, uh, Twenty eight years old. It's it's like it's he he's just a two way contract guy. Call him up, drop him down. You're not worried about his progression. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, and, and he's not going to care about sitting in the no, press box. No, he, I'm sure he's going to be perfectly so. happy making NHL money in the press exactly. box. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah, that's a good point. I, I could, he could end up being the last spot on the team just because of that. If there's no space for Evans to play, like the assumption is, is you you have your 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 you have your three your four lines. So the the extra like one of Wheel, Armia, Cousins, like assuming Suzuki makes a team, one of those is has the first kind of like press box seat, and then the other one would either be Pekka or Bezil. 
And I'd love to get. I'd love to give that to Belzil. Yeah. Well, I mean, well. you never know. Too. I mean, they could also go with with eight defensemen, um, which could be an option. I mean, as they well. could, but Juleson doesn't look like he's going to be ready for the start of the season. No, that's uh, true. Juleson. I mean, who knows what's happening with Juleson right now? Um, he of course went for for a second opinion to see another doctor. And like, unless I've missed it, they haven't told us what the first opinion is. And for the only news to be, he's going for his second opinion. Obviously not good. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's 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 kind of scary because we already knew his injury from last year could potentially be career threatening. Yeah, and now it, we got the impression that that wasn't the case, that he was going to be fine, and then all of a sudden, like he's just not. We're not really hearing anything. I mean, it, it sucks, but it's opened the door for Flurry, who's had a great camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flurry has been really good. Uh, I maybe a little bit less so tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, thought. I yeah. mean, he he really didn't look too good on that second goal. It was basically, well, maybe not just his fault, obviously, but he was sort of uh, yeah, he had got a chance to looking there. Yeah. But um, but not the worst looking person on a goal today. That uh, award goes to Brett Kulak. Kulak on the third goal. <laughs> oh boy, wow. oh boy, yeah. that was hard to watch. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, that just looked like a low effort play. Which, I mean, some people will say, whatever, it's preseason, that other guy's trying to make the team, whatever. Okay, Brett Kulak, I get the advanced stats were great, and he's earned his spot on, like, the, the third left D and all that. But, like, he's not, like, he's not that far off from, like, not being on the team. Anymore. Oh, no. You know, sure. like, I, I, would, I would want someone like that to, to, to not make those types of mistakes, even in preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think some Habs fans are a little too in love with Brett Kulak. I mean, he's a very good, very good defenseman, a third pairing defenseman. Of course, yeah. He had a really good year last season. I mean, there, there's you know there, there's no way around that. He definitely played really really good last season. But I mean, he's you know he he's limited. Yeah. <laughs> he has his limitations. But um, yeah, in a third pairing, he's fine. But yeah, that was an ugly ugly play. <laughs> that, that was that was real bad. And the defense in general, Ben Sherratt, I was a little disappointed with today too. I mean, I'm not too worried about him. He, he's looked pretty steady in general, but he's had he had some mo- even Petrie had some moments today. I mean, yeah. no, not a lot of people look good today, but on defense in general, it just it was it was really really iffy. So if if just to why we we went into this is if we think it's going to be eight defensemen, if Juleson's out, Brook needs to be in the AHL, I think. Yeah, he's Brooke, had flashes of offense, but clearly yeah. needs to work on his defense. Yeah, Brook. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely starting in the AHL. I, I think probably the whole year he's going to be yeah. in the AHL, sort of like Kale Flurry yeah, last I think year. So too. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I'm sure Flurry's going to get you know another at least one more game, maybe even the, play the last two preseason games here. We'll see. But we'll at see what at he this does. point, I see no reason. Like all, all Alzner, forget about him. I mean, I Foleen. I mean, is fine. I see Foleen maybe as a seventh defenseman, uh, unless it's Wellet. Yeah, well, that, that's why I think maybe they could they, they could go with seven. Well, maybe eight defensemen at that point. You you have a guy like, I, I mean, it, it, on the left left defenseman, it would probably be between Wellet and um, and Riley. Oh um, Riley, I wasn't even thinking about Riley. Neither one of them yeah. have been really too impressive, really. Yeah. Um, and then on the on the right side, it would be Foleen. I mean, he he sort of adds a little bit of grit, yeah, grit too. So something. I'm fine with Foleen as the seventh guy, yeah, uh, basically. But uh, Flurry, I'm excited. To, like, even though he had a bit of an off night tonight, uh, I'm excited to see what he can do against. Uh, I mean, he's gonna, the thing is, he's going to have nights like this. Let's not forget. You know, yeah, he's, it's, he's only 20 years old. Exactly. So it's going to happen. It's it's a bit more worrying that he got it against the the, the opposition that we saw today. 
But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Flurry play with a real real teams against real teams, and hopefully him and Kulak can build some some chemistry, right? And, yeah. And make well, for hopefully, a solid system yeah, maybe we'll see fair. them in the last two games playing together. Yeah, you think so? To see what you know if 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 there is a chemistry there, because it's clear Shira uh, and, and uh, Petrie are, are going to be, and obviously Matane and Weber together. So yeah, uh, they, they they if they better find chemistry together because yeah. if they don't have chemistry together, one of the two is the one's going to take the fall. It's it's. You know, I don't think they'll juggle the top the top four too much unless there's injuries. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, I think Flurry's sort of in the same boat as Suzuki. I mean, they've looked really good so far. They definitely have the opportunity to make the team, and it's going to come down to the last two games. See if they can, yeah. you know, when when you're starting to to really play more NHL competition, see what they can uh, see I, if they can keep it up. Because I know you said you were pretty confident Suzuki and uh, Suzuki spawned the team. I think Flurry's spot is even safer than Suzuki. I, I do think that Suzuki will make it, but I, I think that because I think he'll have a good game uh, like coming up. But Flurry at this point, Juleson's out. He's looked better than Foley, and Foley's fine. Definitely looked better than Brooke. And we need someone on the right, so no one else is really relevant, right? So, yeah, with like, Juleson out, I mean... Uh, yeah, Flurry's spot's pretty much set in stone, if you ask me. Yeah, I think, I mean... You, who knows? I mean, they could all, always make a move at some point, you know, before the season starts. There's sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, as well. Assuming the, the 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 players we have to start the year is what we, we have today, that flurry spot's been pretty much set. Yeah, unless they go go and get Julius Honka. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's that's been in the rumors, but it's kind of died down a little bit. So so we'll see. So so let's move on then to the questions from Twitter. We've touched on some of this a little bit, but uh, the first one uh, we got. Uh, is basically asking who will be Kotkaniemi's line mates. You, uh, I mean, let, let, let's give this guy a shout out, guy or girl, you never know. <laughs> yeah, so it was Kevin Rogers. So, uh, so his question is, who do you see starting the year on a line with Kotkaniemi? Unfortunately, I think Armia is going to be there. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, th- I mean, I think at this point, if Suzuki does make the team. You're probably looking at Lekkinen and Byron being his line mates. Okay. I mean, I think that's gonna that that's a pretty solid line. I mean, it's it's that's guys, it's it's guys that are. Oh yeah, definitely. It's better than Armia. Armia, I think at that point will be on the fourth line. That line, I mean, I think it's gonna be really responsible defensively. I mean, especially guys like Byron and Lekkinen, they're they're great defensive forwards, but also you know three guys that can score. Mm-hmm. As well, so I think that that'll be that'll be. I mean, pretty will we say three guys that can score though? Well, I mean, Lekkinen, I mean, I know a lot of guy, a lot of Habs fans like to shit on Lekkinen, but I mean, he had a, his rookie season, he scored 18 goals. Yeah, that's what we said last year. Fla- yeah, I know, but you you still see flashes from him. Yeah, I think no. if he plays with, I mean, if Cook and Yemi does take the next step once the season starts and playing with Byron, and I mean, who knows? You, you I mean, know, I love Byron. Don't get me wrong. I no, Byron could move up as well. Potentially, you see Suzuki move down to the to the third line, or or maybe Drouin at some point. I mean, that's he's going to be playing with some pretty decent forwards. Um, I mean, I'd love to see Suzuki and Kutkinami together, actually, but I just don't think Claude Gene is going to do that. No, I don't think he has two young guys. Be- because of not. the two young guys. I mean, because he put him next to a guy like Byron, who's so responsible. The, the great thing about Byron is that you could, you could play him with anyone. He's not someone yeah. I think that he'll create chemistry with whoever he plays with. The, the really only downside of Byron is the injuries, unfortunately. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean... It makes me because I'm I'm a little frustrated to see Kutkinami next to Armia constantly. And once again, nothing against Armia. I think he's a fine player, but I want to see more goal scorers playing next to Kutkinami if we're trying to 
make him into the first line center he can be. Exactly. So Lekkanen yeah. and Byron, that, that could be interesting. That that makes a lot of sense. Assuming, like you said, Suzuki makes a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if Lekkanen, Kukaniemi, Byron play together for the whole season, I think Lekkanen can score th- twenty goals. I almost said thirty. <laughs> you did almost say 20, twenty. Yeah. Twenty goals. I mean, twenty goals. It's not a crazy thing because no. like he like you said 18 in his rookie season and he has enough scoring opportunities mm-hmm. to score 20 goals in a year without a doubt it's just the finishing on those opportunities that's just that's just not there um so and the, and it just makes a lot of sense because clearly Julien wants him cut Kinyemi play with uh defensively responsible players uh so it would make sense that it would be Byron and uh, and Lekkanen but then at the same time I as I say that, as like Dwayne's another guy he wants to be with. Like, is he really gonna do Dwayne, Domi, and Suzuki? It's like I, I know I'd love to see that, but is he not gonna be worried about that being a defensive liability line? Uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's that that is something that you know that that may, maybe not. <laughs> but um, I mean, because he that, if he wants to move that around yeah. and maybe instead have like. A Byron play with Domi and Suzuki. Yeah, and then you have like Lekin in with uh, with Roy and Kukaniemi. Yeah, something like that, right? Just because, so, just so you have like the the at least one defensively responsible forward. Yeah. On on each line, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's uh, like I said, if if Suzuki does make the team, which again I think he will, it just opens up so many possibilities. Yeah, definitely, think, definitely. You know, um, so I mean, who knows? Maybe even Jordan Wheel. Jordan Wheel played a, played a, played a little bit on the third line last season, and he had some success as well. I mean, he yeah. he scored quite a few goals no. at the end of the season. No, no I, I, so. I love Wheel. I, I love to me Wheel is an awesome fourth liner. That is the first one that that, that goes up in the lineup if there's an injury. You know, yeah. the, the 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 depth is definitely there on this team. The depth is crazy. What's really missing? What I've been always saying is that elite scoring. That's why we always. That's why we just want Drouin to break out. That's why if Suzuki can actually not only make the team but actually make a difference mm-hmm. on the team, uh, it could be such a huge change. Because you know, like Tatar, I know Gallagher. I don't know why I said Tatar like French like that, but Tatar, uh, Dano, and uh, Gallagher. Uh, I mean, obviously an awesome line, but it's a great, phenomenal second line. Yeah, you know, you, it's not your top scoring line. So I mean, it's it's very interesting to see going, uh, going into the season. But I think the best bet to go back to the question is what you said, really. Byron, Kutkinyemi, and and Lekin at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, Ke- um, Kevin Rogers also asked. Um, well, I mean, I think we've sort of answered this question, but he he also asked, is he the third line center again, or does he jump to the second line with Domi on the wing? I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. And actually, today I was on I was on uh, I was on the subreddit, and someone asked a similar question of whether or not we should move Domi to the wing. And someone linked to uh, I think it was Habs Eye on the Prize or uh, one one of the blogs that follow the Habs. And I'd have to look it up. Did a, a deep analysis on if it's a good idea to move Domi to the wing, and a lot of of his, his stats, a lot of his advanced stats from what the research they did showed that a, a big reason Domi broke out was his move to center and and it makes sense right like we could talk all we want about the passion to play in montreal and the things like that but the the biggest hockey change domi had to his career last year was that he moved to center so it really doesn't make any sense to move him to wing now no i mean he had a career career year i mean career year in goals assists points uh 
couple of other stats yeah, too. Exactly, yeah. I mean, no, I, I don't think it makes any sense. I mean, maybe you know if if he has uh, you know if he starts off the year bad, like you know if he like halfway through the season he's had a bad season, or if the all of next season you know maybe he has a bad season that maybe at that point you move him to the wing. But I mean, at this point, there's no reason to move him and, away from. And away I think from in general, fans tend to. Uh, uh, they, it, this isn't NHL, you know, the the video game. I mean, it, there's no there doesn't have to be line to one, line two, line three. Yeah. Right, like the, 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 with the Kutkiemi and Domi and Dano are the top three centers, and th- if if Kutkiemi breaks out, it doesn't matter who is the second center and who is the third center and 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 all of that. In, in a perfect world, we just have three lines that can score. Yeah, and then, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's how you compensate from not having that one elite line is you have three great second lines. You can definitely perform with that. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, so, uh, I mean, yeah, at, le- at least for now, he's definitely going to be the third-line center. But, um, I mean, and hopefully he takes the next step. Eventually, you know, down the road, he's going to be uh, the Canadiens' first-line center at some point, but it yeah, definitely won't be this year. All right, so next question uh, about uh, the power play unit. Uh, so who uh, asked? Yeah, so that was Rob. So that was uh, Habs, uh, so at Habs Rob uh, 1993. So shout out to the last Stanley Cup. There you go. Um, so who is or who's the power play? Who knows? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I mean, obvi- I, I mean, I think everyone knows the the Habs power play unit is going to live or die with with Shea Weber. At the end of the day, but the way that's that he what goes, it can't be though. It can't just be. That. It can't just be. Yeah. But I mean, he's going to be the bread or, bread and butter. But I mean, as we saw last season. He it was just Shea Weber, and, it and that's why why it didn't work out. So I mean, they're gonna have to have to figure out a way to, um, you know, to to put other players in a good position. I think they're well, trying it, to find a guy to be the, the point left, guy. Exactly, exactly the point guy. It's not looking like he's gonna be a defenseman. I mean, zero goals. Mate is not gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. Sherratt seems Definitely like a solid defensive defenseman. Not that guy. Yeah. Kulak, not that guy. So that's why, like, he's been open about it, that he's looking at forwards. And I mean, I know Dwayne. We were laughing last episode that within two seconds of being on the left <laughs> point, he, there was a breakaway for the There's other team. But I don't think that that experiment is done. I think today, if you look at Clojurien's notepad, he still has Dwayne as the number one. Which I, I think makes points. sense. I mean, he's he's. I mean, you know, for. You know, say say what you want to say about Dwayne, but I mean, he is one of the guys that probably has the best vision. Vision, he, yeah, 100%. a great passer. He can shoot. You know, he can shoot too from uh, you know from the top of the slot. So I mean, he he is definitely a good option there. I think he's going to be the first option at least to start the season. Um, I can see a rotation there for sure throughout the year. We've seen it in preseason. Plenty of players have. I saw Katyniemi at one point mm-hmm. today there. Udon was there a lot today. Actually, didn't look too bad when he was doing yeah. it. But let's be realistic here. Uh, I think Kakaniemi could be a decent option as well. Yeah, like I said earlier, it looks like he he got a better shot and everything. He's got great vision too. Uh, I mean, aside from that, obviously you're gonna have Domi. I don't. Maybe Domi could be that guy as well. I mean, I think you have yeah. a lot of a lot of different options. A lot I think of different options. is probably the the option that makes the most sense. I think he's gonna be the the first option when the season starts. Um, you're gonna have Tatar as well. I mean, he has a great shot yeah, on the Tatar, right side. He's good. On, definitely great on the power play. Who I'd like to see more on the power play too, 
And here's the thing, like, I don't know if there's a first unit of forwards, because Dano, he had that goal, he's, he's parked in front of the net, tipped it in, he's openly says he wants to play on the power play, mm-hmm. he's the best offensive center for face-offs, because Thompson might be better than face-offs. He's not but, playing on the power play. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and and let's not underrate the importance of face-offs on a power play. You lose that mm-hmm. opening face-off, that's 20 seconds right there. That you've lost off the power play, so I can see Dano definitely, if especially if he continues to get better offensively, being the first center on that power play, and that's when, like we talked about putting Domi on the wing. I mean, we don't want to do it on the five on five, but then you maybe you put Domi on the wing for the power play. Uh, well, maybe. I, I mean, I think you you're still gonna have Gallagher, you know, parked in front of the net on the power play when Weber's out there. The thing is, you're gonna have. A, I love Galley. But you're going to have a second. First of all, do you want Gallagher getting hit by another Weber shot? <laughs> no, but I mean, that's, but, that's the way he plays. But right? I, I do remember last year, there were there were a lot of moments where Gallagher, he was kind of like the main weapon on the second unit. Mm. And I, I can see that happening too. Gallagher ends up on the second power play unit. You have maybe Tatar, Dano, and Domi as as the, the, the first unit with Dwayne Weber on, on, on the point. And then Petrie, Galli, uh, and then Suzuki, Kotkaniemi. Like, that's still a really solid second power play unit. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Definitely, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, I th- yeah, I think you'll have two two decent lines. But, yeah, your first line or your first power play unit, yeah, you're definitely looking at Weber. I think Dwayne's going to be the point guy. And then your forwards, I think probably Domi, maybe Deno. I don't know if I'd put Dano. I, th- I th- for me personally, I would, I'd probably go with uh, Domi, Gallagher, and Tatar. But my my issue there is that like I really think that the faceoff can't be underrated here, and unless Domi can really turn it around and be mm. better than average on the faceoffs, and Dano has proven that he can bring some offense to his game. He got that power play goal. He's standing. He's not scared to to, to play that role standing in front of the net. I think I, I think I I so we can have we can have different units. My first unit is Dano, Domi, and Tatar. And then my second unit is still really solid with Kachinyemi at center, Gallagher on the wing, and then as another winger, probably well, Suzuki, actually. And then, But who else would you put... The idea is is that Weber and Petra are going to be the right D, and it's going to be two forwards all the time. So who's the first... Second, you know what I mean? Like, who's yeah, yeah, the, for the second unit to play with Petrie, Byron at this point, wheel. I don't know. No, I don't, yeah. <laughs> maybe Cut can you hear me? But then, if that knows this, Dano and Domi are on the first unit, you yeah. want Cut can you hear yeah, me? Really, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes But sense. if you're if it's your line where you're putting Domi at center. And then maybe Dano was the center for yeah. the second unit, so that, that you I think that yeah. Answer. So uh, yeah, I think my first my first unit would be obviously Weber, the Luway. Um, at center you have Domi, then you'd have Gallagher, Gallagher and Tatar there, and then my second unit uh, I would have Petrie along with Kutkiniemi on at the point, and then uh, Dano with uh, Suzuki and who am I forgetting? Um. Who are you forgetting? I think that's like the extra spot that can go to, like I think Byron has had some time on the power, but Armia plays on the power play a lot for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd definitely be limiting Armia's time. But <laughs> someone who we haven't talked to on the wing, but we did mention it. Some Ch- Tatar could be, uh, not on the wing on on the left D. He could be a solid option there. Tatar, I mean, he's, he's got good playmaking skills. He's got a good shot. I mean, it's obviously something we're just testing out. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, you got to give everyone a shot because you never know who's going to be good at it. Drouin just makes sense because we know he's got the vision and all that. Uh, and I mean, but th- then again, Drouin, does he have the best shot necessarily from, from the point, you know? So, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But point is, to answer the Twitter question, I don't think there's necessarily like a set first unit. Mm-hmm. I think that's still to be determined, unfortunately, and hopefully it works out. For, because that that is could be the make or break for making the playoffs for the Canadians. Well, definitely. I mean, it, it definitely. I mean, their power play last year historically bad. Yeah. You know, I mean that probably what cost them the playoffs. a huge reason, yeah. along with Antiniemi. <laughs> yeah. That's why they didn't make the playoffs last season. Um, I mean, obviously there was you know, th- there is some hope. I mean, they were three for four on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators, so. I mean, obviously it's preseason, but I mean that's still not only is it right? preseason; it's preseason against the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators, Senators. That's true. Obvious last place team in the NHL, so. <laughs> but uh, still promising. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, gives them hopefully maybe a little bit of momentum. Well, today they were over four, over five against the Toronto Marlies. Yeah, less promising. And the thing is with today's game, not to harp on it too much, but it's not like the Canadians had like a. No good players playing. They the Canadian had a solid squad. In there, they had, so. Oh yeah, they definitely had a good lineup. I mean, anyways, it, aside it, from their goaltender, it, it is it, yeah. I mean, not that Lindgren looked that bad today though. Uh, he didn't look very good either. Wait, no, mean, he, no, not, that, not that he let any bad goals. And he's not the I mean, reason the Canadians lost. No, like, they deserve to lose this game. Out, but yeah. but I mean, he didn't make any huge saves either. Yeah, I mean, no, for sure, for sure, but. Uh, so moving on to the next Twitter question, which we've basically already covered, but we'll still give a shout out. Uh, yep. So the uh, final question that we received was from Hugh, and his question was, uh, give, give "Who the, will make up give the, our, his Twitter?" Give us Twitter. Oh yes, yeah, uh, at Hugh seventy seven seventy seven. Uh, so who's going to make up the fourth line? Um, I mean, obviously, again, this this gonna it's going to depend on if Suzuki makes the team or not. If he does make the team, then I think. Man, it's gonna, there's gonna be a lot of depth there. I mean, I think. I mean, the the, the, the guarantee is Thompson yeah, in the middle. Thompson in the middle, and then you're gonna have, I mean, our army at that point if Suzuki makes the team is gonna be on the fourth line. Yeah. And then I mean, you have Wheel, you have Cousins, you have, uh, well, yeah. I mean, that, well, the, 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 then it would be like the 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 fringe guys like uh, Belzil, Evans, and Pekka. So I think it's really, so you got Thompson in the middle guaranteed, and then you got three guys vying for two spots. In Armia, Cousins, and Wheel. Now, I'd be very surprised, even if Suzuki makes a team, with the type of ice time Armia gets with the Canadians and with Bill Jr., that he would be on uh, in the press box. Yeah. Uh, especially in, in, in instead of like a guy, guys like Wheel and Cousins that are newer players to the team. So, I w- you would think if Suzuki makes a team, then it's Thompson, Armia, and I would think Cousins before Wheel. Yeah. Well, I think I think you'll see a, a good rotation. Definitely. There, definitely. Between Cousins, Wheel. I think if you play maybe some faster teams, like teams like maybe yeah. Tampa Bay, that you maybe you'll see Thompson come out of the lineup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Wheel, obviously. Yeah. His name yeah, suits him well. There you yeah. go. <laughs> now, Wheel, Cousins, and and Armia. That's a pretty decent fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. As long as long as one of them could, because the thing the thing when you take off Thompson is you're losing a big PK specialist there. If one, if one of Wheel or Cousins can play at least. A decent yeah. level. Well, we, to wheels, level. wheel is pretty good on the on the four or uh, on the PK. Can he win those faceoffs? I mean, well, he had a, when he came when he played with the Canadians last year. He had a pretty good faceoff percentage, from what I remember. 
he had uh, I mean historically he hasn't been great in faceoffs, but last season he was pretty decent. I, I just don't see Thompson missing that many games, even against Fassett. Like he doesn't look that slow out there. No. You know, it's like no, you uh, no, he's he's looked pretty good. You assume he's gonna be slow. He just feels like one of those types of players. Yeah, I mean, but he's, he's not exactly. He's older. He's a bigger guy. You know, he plays that fourth line line role, and just historically, the guy in that role has been slower. But that's not today's NHL. He, it's not like he he gets beaten in foot races constantly and, and all that. So, I mean, and I I think Thompson is the the safest. But I can see Thompson not missing a game. Just be on that fourth line all year. Not budging from that yeah. unless there's injuries. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have those four guys there vying vying for those spots in the fourth line. But I mean, obviously, I mean, gonna be how how often are you gonna have all your fours exactly. that are gonna be healthy? Byron, let's be realistic, he's probably gonna miss 20, 30 games. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not even being funny. It's probably gonna happen. And, and honestly, miss 20, 30 games, Byron. Like we want to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, I want Byron to be there in the playoffs. Mm. So I mean, like, like, let's not take for granted that they're going to make the playoffs. But we have the players. You know, Wheel can easily slot into Byron's spot. You know, he's kind of a poor man's Byron Wheel, right? So yeah, it's the same sort of player, really. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have some depth. So yeah, I think to answer the question, the fourth line gonna be Thompson, Armia. If I have to go between Wheel and Cousins, I'm thinking probably. That's tough. I'm thinking wheel. You're thinking wheel? I think it'd be yeah. Cousins, personally. I, yeah. think, I think it'd be Cousins. I, I, they just signed him, you know, gave him a bit of a contract. You know, well, like, well, yeah. They're, 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 both, they're, they're, both, they're both good options. They're, they're very close, and they're both good options. And this, like we said, is if Suzuki makes his team. If Suzuki doesn't make the team, uh, then it, Armia's on is next to Kotkaniemi. Lekkonen's probably next to Dwayne and Domi, and then you got Wheel Thompson Cousins at the fourth yeah, line. Wheel Thompson Cousins, yeah. that's still a pretty decent yeah, fourth definitely. line. And Wheel Thompson Cousins, we will one hundred percent see that at some point this year, like that. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And then at that point, I mean, if you have we, if if that is your fourth line, then who's the who's going to be the extra forward at that point? Well, yeah, that that is if Suzuki is doesn't make the team. Yeah. that was the idea. Yeah. So then we you still have this like we talked about before, Pekka, Bezid. You know, Evans maybe, but like like you mentioned, Evans, you don't want him on the press box. He might just be the first call up, and yeah. we just don't know when Paling's gonna be back, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think probably I don't know. Belzil has really impressed me. And and don't think that we're forgetting Charles Udon. Oh yeah. We just don't think he's no, at all. He, he's play he's not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I shocked. The only way I could see him playing is if maybe they think they could. Showcase him, but like, what are you showcasing? Where are you gonna get like, like a fifth round pick? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I can't see him making the yeah. team. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no way. I, I wish him all the best. He clearly, definitely, he works hard. He's not, he's not like one of those. Mm-hmm. He's not like a Sherback, right? Who had some skill, but just didn't really seem to care that more. Thought he was better than he was. He, he, he really, he works his butt off, and I think that's the main reason why we still are seeing him this mm-hmm. uh, at this camp because. At the end of last season, we didn't even think he was going to no, end no up signing a contract, no, right? So, no. so I, I don't think he, he's there at the beginning of the season. And do you think he just ends up getting picked up off right waivers? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely think he's gonna he's gonna start the year in the NHL. Um, 
you know, maybe get okay, just not, just not in Montreal. Okay, no, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll end up going to a team like you know Arizona yeah, or exactly. Ottawa. Or I, can, I can see him doing really well in Arizona oh, yeah, or definitely. Ottawa. Yeah, watch him go to Ottawa and score a bunch against. Them, <laughs> he you know? probably like will. He, he gets like seven goals in the season before them against Montreal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I a few years like I think like three like three years ago he had like thirty points or something for the Canadians. Yeah, so. no, that's true. That's that, that that's probably another reason why he's been giving a lot of chances. Yeah. But so I mean, yeah. he is a guy that that you know can put up some points if he if he has the opportunity. But I, I think he's just a classic good player, like good bottom line player on a bad team. Yeah. You know, so he he has a future as an NHLer. But you know he's gonna be play, playing for some Arizona, some Ottawa's, and and, and stuff like that. And worst case, he he plays in Laval, and he'd be a big help to Laval. I'm sure. sure. I mean, hey, Laval would take him. He 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 would be great in Laval. Uh, I think at this point he wants to play in the NHL, so he, he yeah. maybe be a little a little bitter about that. But yeah, it was only a couple of years ago. It was 17, 18, 10 goals, twenty assists, thirty awesome. points. Two two years ago. Yeah, thirty points. So uh, yeah, we'll see with you, Dome. But uh, yeah, I think he'll he starts it. He starts the year with a uh, with another NHL team. All right, and then so that's it for the Twitter questions for today. Keep them coming. We uh, for, it helps us less preparation for the podcast, which go. we absolutely <laughs> love, <laughs> and and uh, we're we're happy to have some uh, some interaction. So keep the questions coming, and uh, we'll answer them every episode. And then uh, so last thing to talk about for today, uh, quickly, not much to talk about. Rocket Camp has started, and just Joel Bouchard reaffirming why I love him as the. The, the, the coach for our AHL team. And what was his exact quote? I had it earlier. I, I, I misplaced it. But ba- he basically said, you better be ready to go. Oh, exactly. There's, I mean, there's no messing know, around. There's no messing around with Joel Bouchard, which is, I mean, you know, by all accounts, the complete opposite of what it was under Sylvain F5 um, in, uh, before last season. So, I mean, yeah, definitely you love to see that. You know, even if it's day one, he doesn't have the full team there. But I mean, they're they're ready to go right off the bat. So I mean, you love to see that. Obviously, the work that he put in with some of the players um, on the rocket last year. I mean, you just got to take a look at Kale Fleury, even Jake Evans. Um, what other guys come to mind? I mean, those those two Victor Mete as well. I mean, when he went down to Laval, he came, when he came back, he was yeah. a whole new player. See, that's what I want to. That, that that's why. I think it's so important for Brook to have a full year, and they, they, I think he's the one I'm most like not excited, but like I I I I'm like the the player I want Bouchard to take under his wing the most is is, is yeah, Brook because there's plenty of skill there, but because right now he he reminds me a lot of those players that kind of like those really offensive players, but never quite make everyone thinks they're going to be elite in the NHL. But then it never quite comes together. They still have an NHL career, but they're just they, they score forty points and they're minus fifty. You know, he showed up. I mean, he's obviously shown great potential since being drafted uh, by the Canadians. But yeah, he definitely has things to work on. I mean, you know, he he was tearing it up last year in the WHL, but obviously he's playing a lot higher caliber at this point. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, even tonight. I mean, he, I didn't think he had a great. He didn't necessarily have a bad game either, but. Even when he's not playing necessarily that great, you can still see those offensive flashes. But, I mean, if he can strength, strengthen that defensive game with Joel Bouchard this year, I mean, I think, you know, maybe next year you might see him with the Canadians. Definitely. All right, so uh, that's uh, pretty much it. We'll be back uh, next week. At that point, it's going to be 
Uh, we're probably going to record on Sunday, so all the preseason games will be over. I mean, the Canadians don't start the season until the following Thursday. So I don't know if the cuts will already be done or not. Uh, but uh, we're probably going to do our season preview, do some pred- have some predictions. Yeah. At that point, I mean, yeah, we'll uh... – Will they have? Uh, you won't necessarily have the 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 Canadian squad. I mean, they might not have made all their cuts by that point, by next Sunday. Uh, but I think we'll probably have a good idea of who yeah, they'll be on exactly. the Canadians. There at might that be point. one spot that no one's sure yet. You know, but, but uh, yeah, we'll have our season preview at that point. So uh, so again, next week it's going to be on Sunday. Uh, on Monday, we have our hockey pool, our keeper pool that we're uh, yeah. that we're going to be drafting. Dustin, unfortunately, uh, won last year. I'm going for uh, yeah, trying to trying to make back to back champion over here. I, this surprised me because you usually don't do good in pools, from what I remember. But I think the ones that we used to be in didn't have money involved. Exactly. And once there's money involved, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. So, yeah, we're playing for keeps. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. So, so it'll be on Sunday. It might still release kind of early Monday for uh, for you guys. But yeah, we'll have our, our preview, our predictions. So, like I mentioned before, at the Habs forum, if you have any questions, maybe even if you have predictions, give us your predictions, and we'll tell you what we think about them. And uh, yeah. All right. Have a good week, guys. <laughs>